My name is Brenner London, and you are listening to the Expat Podcast, a talk show where I bring on incredible humans from around the globe to speak about their experiences branching out of their comfort zone and discovering their go-getter mentality. If you are someone who desires to take a leap of faith in life, whether it's a small ones such as picking up a new hobby, or a large ones such as quitting your job and moving across the globe, you've come to the right place. Take a listen to some primary sources, discuss their trials and tribulations, and find some motivation to realize that the time is always now to try something new. Good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to the Expat Podcast. It's an exciting day. I have on here my guest, Holly Lincoln, uh, just introducing her right now. So without further ado, with all of you guys over at home or in the Netherlands asking me, what the hell is this? Let me give you an explanation. So on a whim, quite drunk, like a lot of the decisions that we've been making, um, I decided to make a podcast, you know, try something different and uh, talk about a few things. And there's a couple goals in the Expat podcast that I'm trying to accomplish. One, uh, meeting new people, cool new people from around the world, different walks of life who can give me some good insight and tips as I'm uh, new to the country. The second thing is educating other people who might be just as clueless as I am or even more clueless if that's even possible to uh, to learn a little bit about the Netherlands or just being an expat in general, what it takes. And uh, and third and maybe most importantly is that for anyone on the fence or thinking about changing up and doing something new, just talking to people who have done it and, and maybe showing you that it's, it's easy or easier than you would think um, and you kind of have a just do it mentality like Holly does. So... The first guest, you should be uh, you should be pretty honored. I hope, I hope you are. Terrified. Terrified, honored, same <laughs> honored, thing. Same one. All right, so Holly, tell us a little bit about yourself. When did you come to the Netherlands? Where are you from? And what are you doing here? Yeah, thanks, Brenna. So I am from Sydney, Australia, if you can't hear the accent. <laughs> I moved to the Netherlands in January 2020, so picked it perfectly to time for the great pandemic. Oh, perfect. Um, perfect timing. Uh, I moved for an adventure. And it has been quite an adventure. So I moved with zero expectations, um, which is the best way to move to a new country, I think. Um, And I moved for work. So I was really lucky enough to get offered a job with Booking.com and they moved me over here. So Great. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's that's not the best timing, but I think you've made the most of it through through traveling and and, and trying new things. So, So that's all good. And Holly and I have a pretty funny way of uh, knowing each other. It's not something that maybe like is the most common friendship, but a friendship nonetheless. Uh, we met at a bar crawl about three, four weeks ago now up in the north. Yeah. Um, well, bar crawl is like a loose term. Yeah. We made it to two bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, they were all closed. So. Yeah, we made it to two bars. Uh, then, then the Amsterdam wind came in that we are all too familiar with. Yeah. And you, you gave me the infamous line, I want to dress for the weather that I want, <laughs> not the weather that I have. I know. Well, finally, the weather has caught up with my dress sense. Yeah, yeah. So at least you could break out the, the summer wardrobe now. Yeah. Uh, it's coming in June. I mean, if you couldn't break it out by now, then I think I know. you might have We get like a week of summer in Amsterdam. Yeah. And I'm just in denial the whole year. I know, I know, I know. So, yeah. You had to skate out early, um, but then we we reconvened and pop crawl number two. We had the pop crawl number two, which was a success, better than pop crawl crawl one. And we had number three planned yesterday, four or five, I think. That then fell through. Uh, yeah, but, but at the same time, we'll get to pop crawl like twenty five by the end of the next year. Like we yeah. just need to keep planning them, see who shows Hopefully up. Hopefully, bars are still open by then. <laughs> We're not having another <laughs> lockdown. Oh my god, yeah, another lockdown. Don't even mention those terms. But then um, at 
the popcorn, the two, I drunkenly convinced you to sign up to improv theatre with me. <laughs> yeah, that, it's the drug decision, one of many. Um, with Why the idea, did you say yes? I, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> I think, like, we were talking about the podcast, and you were like, oh, well, you know what would help you do a podcast is talking to random strangers about nothing with no plan and not having any idea about what to talk about. And I was like, that would make sense, but what are you talking about? You're like, improv. Like, I have this two-for-one deal. <laughs> it's like for 8,000, you know, it's for like a uh, couple hundred euros and let's do it. And I was like, okay. And my friends at home will know I love a deal. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You, got a, you got a good two-for-one deal. But the funny thing is, and the thing that I respect about you the most, as we've talked about, is you – Followed up, and normally when you're drunk and you always give someone like the hey, let's catch up later, you know, mm. you never do. But you followed up, you hit me up, and you were like, let's do the damn thing. And yeah, I, and we're doing it in two, two weeks' time. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, be so funny. <laughs> eight weeks. I like, know, I know. Listeners will will notice the difference in like the jokes Brennan cracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll see. I, I don't even know if I have jokes here for this podcast, but we need to let them slide <laughs> slide quickly. So yeah, improv. Let's 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 get into that. Um, a, you know, you're an activities chick. We all know that about you. You're convincing my roommate to buy a longboard. Yeah, um, come on, Raul, hurry up. If Raul could hear us in the other room, hopefully he uh, he doesn't come and bark in. But yeah, you like activities. Like, what is it for you that is about like trying different hobbies? And what do you get out of that? Yeah, I don't know. I think well, I've always been someone that's always been like really busy and have a full life I guess but then moving to the Netherlands um well one of my biggest hobbies was surfing mm. and you can't really surf here like they I, say you can but I'm yet to see it I've heard good people tell me that there's surf but that's Italians like you come from Australia yeah I'm like I have a surfboard I've had it for a month now and I still have not been surfing yet because it's been flat every time I've tried but I needed to basically find something to replace surfing because I mm. was just miserable and I needed something that like gave me the same joy. And one of the things I love surfing is that every time you go out, it's new or you're trying something new. It's a sport, but it's not, you're not doing it for the fitness and it's just fun at the end of the day. So yeah, I guess like dabbling with improv, I've done some paint by numbers. The ukulele. <laughs> the ukulele. What's paint by numbers by the way? Oh, it's great. It's like coloring in the lines, but painting. Oh, okay. And you can't stop. Do you get a glass of wine also with that? Or you, I mean, you can have a bottle. It's like, you <laughs> go at your own pace. Yeah. You're like a glass. But it's basically like, like a coloring book, but for art, like a canvas. Oh, it's really good. It was, might, I, I got mean, into it like lockdown. If you could tell my, uh, you could tell my walls are quite blank right now. So yeah, any, uh, yeah, we, we might have to, me yeah. and Raul might have to commission you for some painting. But it's, <laughs> it's interesting though, because like you come in January and then there's a lockdown. And like for somebody who's from a different country, you're like, all right, what now? And you actually had to pivot and figure out new things. So, like, I can imagine, like, you had to force yourself to try shit that you I have tried now. every lockdown hobby. Like, I, the only thing I haven't done is baked sourdough bread. Like, that's the only thing I haven't tried. What about banana bread? I've right? done that, yeah. <laughs> I got rollerblades, two skateboards, a surfboard, yeah, craft, scrapbooking, um, <laughs> really, oh, I joined like side. yeah, like Australian football. Yeah, shout oh, out I to the always, Australian football. League. Yeah, do so I need to try that or what? Do you yeah, think I would well, be any? Gonna come along? Do you think I would be any good? No, but like that's the point. Like, okay, I but, mean, you could be good. I don't know. But the issue is like I need to be at least a couple beers deep before I commit to no. anything. Because, oh, right, no, yeah, not when but, I'm playing. But not when you're playing, that would be dangerous. Our like our whole mantra right now is like drunk committals. Yeah. If I start getting to sober committals, then you have too many ideas. No. I think I'm just gonna be, 
I'm gonna be overbooked with activities. We'll wait till popcorn number three, and then I'll yeah, yeah. Giant, I, like. I just my my hobby is the bicycle. I just picked that up, and nice. they. The, I said the bicycle is basically like dating a gold digger. Like it just keeps taking money out of your wallet. It is never <laughs> satisfied. Like I was, you know, you 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 buy a new bike, then you get all this different gear, and like I was a kid mm. in a candy store at uh, Decathlon buying like shirts and undershirts and bike shorts and long bike shorts. Do you wear lycra now? Are Are you, you, oh, am I a what? A lycra. I don't know what, what's the word for it. A, a lycra. A lycra. Lycra. Like the, the skin, like active wear. Oh, like, oh, like uh, the leggings? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely rock some suspect leggings. <laughs> I post them on my Instagram. I think like I probably shouldn't post them on my oh. Instagram. But they're the butt pads. You need them. Like, yeah. yeah just, uh, I want to no cycled on my swap feeds, which is just like a really basic bike, to Zanfort and back. That's what I just did. You did Zenford and back on your swap feet? Yeah. I just did that today. I was dying on like a true I like bike. couldn't walk <laughs> a few days. My ass is so sore. Let's bring it back to improv. So what are you looking to get out of uh, of the improv class? Like what do you think would be like a cool thing to like come back into real life with? Yeah, I wanted to do it to one, prove my mom wrong. But two, um, That's a good reason. I have to do every now and again like presentations for work and I've always struggled with presenting on topics that I don't know a lot about. I get really nervous and I care a lot about what people think and I guess I wanted to use it to help me with my work and help me like gain confidence to just talk about anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the same thing with me. I think with, with the most interesting thing about improv is like I can go and literally meet with strangers both be in an extremely uncomfortable situation and then just try to thrive together and like you're bouncing off other people like the same thing that we're doing right now you're bouncing off other people's energy like yeah. you're trying to mesh and connect and like when i'm here in the in the netherlands like that's what i need to do you know like i've been countless amount of times walking into a party where i don't know a person and yeah like, it definitely helped with like social yeah like reading their cue and like okay like how do you think, how do you like navigate this circumstance right now yeah I also think one of like the biggest things about when you move to another country is this like sense of freedom like you can actually try and do anything and yeah. no one cares and no one at home knows like so improv was also just one of those things like why the hell not like, yeah like case in point here yeah like, I, I don't think I would I mean uh, maybe I would do a podcast at home I don't think I'm like I don't think I like have shame anymore to take the leap of faith and like you're helping me too because in all honesty, Ali, like you're you're extremely motivating to me to do this because you like hit me up about uh, improv, got me into that, and then you were like talking about the podcast and like give me ideas, and then last night you gave me some brilliant ideas, hammered with uh, a couple of the friends, and just being like, hey, hey like, well, basically every time I go to a party now, I tell them about your podcast. <laughs> I'm doing brand marketing from the ground. That well, that Sourcing is what we ideas. need. But no, seriously, like you were. Uh, you're motivating me because, like, I always said, like, this has been an idea for, like, a month. I've had these microphones, like, stored in wherever the hell for, like, a couple weeks. And I need to get off the ground. I even posted an Instagram with the expat podcast caption. I don't know why. I just think maybe I want to get some people back home on their toes or people in the know end of my toes on their toes. Maybe that just ended up making them be like, all right, what the hell is this guy up to? Or what the hell is oh, this? Oh, watch this space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. It's the expat podcast coming soon. What are you hoping to get out of this podcast? I think the most important thing is, uh, there's a couple things. Like, A, like, we were nervous before this, and we were kind of, like, jittery, and then 
now when you get into the flow, like really just being able to shake off nerves and, and same thing with the improv thing is like reading people's dynamics and trying to get like a good conversation out of out of people and, and meet people and have a great memory behind it. Like we have this video and uh, yeah. this recording, make great memory. The second thing is I didn't really know if I wanted to move to the Netherlands. I kind of had this whole thing in my mind where I was like, you should, you're young Brenner, like you're young, relatively young, like you should do that. <laughs> but uh you know what i mean it's like oh you should go to the netherlands or like when you're young it is your time right now where you have like no real assets and liabilities like you could pick up and go wherever you want and like you're malleable and like uh things like that you should go but like deep down i didn't really think that i was ready for like i could do it and like you said you touched on the same thing when we were chatting before like in, in your travels and experiences people are like I don't think that I could do this. I don't know if I have the guts to do that, but it's like you do, you know, it's like anyone, uh, me and you probably sitting back at home, like, what are we doing? Is this the right move? Questioning that. Um, and I'm uh, just talking to normal, cool people and figuring out like, Hey, you can do this. Like, it's pretty easy. And now is the time. And when I say now, it's like at any age in your life, yeah. it's now like it, you're well, never, you'll never be ready. Yeah. You'll always, you'll always will be. Yeah, but you always have the ability to do it. Like, I mean, obviously, granted, there's life circumstances thrown your way, and like, don't get either of us wrong. And people living away from their family and friends and comfort, like, there's times where you you miss that, and especially with COVID. Like, it's hard to get back. Maybe one day the Netherlands will figure out how to vaccinate us, and we'll be able to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think yeah, I, I think that hits the nail on the head. Just you know, like talking to people about like, hey, I'm thriving here and doing well and, and having fun and and. It, you know, everything works out. What's the best thing that's happened since you've moved? Apart from meeting me, of course. That's the, yeah, that's the best thing. All right, all right. Now let's talk about the second, second best thing that happened. All right. Um, hmm. I think, I think the job that I'm in is really nice, learning a lot. And I'm close to my, which, I'm close to my sister here, which is nice. And I think it's such a crazy opportunity that I'm able to live with. My, like I, I have kind of, my own friends, she has her own friends in life, of course, like the same way we were when we were back in New York City. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, my sister lives in Amsterdam as well. Her name is Jordan. Um, but it's a really nice experience that like we're able to mesh friend groups in this different country and it's like create memories that we'll always have together, although like we obviously each have our separate lives. So that's really cool. Um, and then just being able to like, you know, say fucking and pick up different hobbies and figure out where to travel and like I never would thought I would figure out how to be a cyclist or like I'm joining. Yeah, do a uh, half Ironman in Sardinia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty I mean, cool story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's all about the memory making here. Or like, I don't know, I'm playing basketball on a basketball team and I'm playing soccer on a soccer team. I'm doing calisthenics in the park, like getting more fit than I've, than I've ever been, like trying out new mm. sports that ways and then like listening to way different music than I ever have. It's just like, you don't realize that when you're in the ebb and flow of things and you're, and you're, in your comfort zone that like there's a lot more that you can figure out so mm -hmm. like yeah it's hard to pick uh pick one thing you kind of put me on the spot there but nah, all that and what about you what about you come on you yeah i think a bit, the biggest thing was like breaking i guess like free of the mold of what i thought my life would be like and then moving here you kind of get to start again or like create whatever yeah create it in whatever way you want which i often feel like amsterdam is a little bit of like a neverland like Peter Pan world, everyone's cycling everywhere and everyone's fairly young and just, you know, carefree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess the biggest thing would be, yeah, trying all these new things and having experiences that 
most people I know would never have the opportunity to do this because Australia is really far away, so there's a lot of travel we can't do from Australia. And, you know, typically people are like buying a house, settling down, and I just feel like, yeah, I'm really fortunate to be able to just almost be a kid again, but with adult money. Like, yeah, yeah that's a great line, honestly. That's exactly what it is. It never, ever for a second you take take for granted, you know, the opportunity we have for lucky. And you touched on one topic that I kind of wanted to segue into, and that's travel. Um, obviously, with Australia, I was in Australia for six months, and it's hard. There's not a lot of uh, accessibility to the rest of the world to travel. And, like, in Europe, you obviously have a lot of that. I know you have done a lot of traveling and quite cool traveling. So you give me the lowdown. I know... We had talked about it a couple of times, but for you and my my mom and dog who are listening to the podcast, <laughs> you give me the lowdown on, on what you've done. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been really fortunate to do a lot of traveling. So, I guess when I – I guess the first time I traveled overseas by myself was when I was 16. I went to France, and I lived there for, like, a month on exchange. That was my first experience of Europe. And then I went back to the Greek islands when I was 19, and then I – did an exchange in France when I was 20. So I did a lot of traveling and a lot of like the classic like cities and the standard touristy things around Europe. Um, but then in 2019, I yeah, took six months off to go surfing um, just to chase go. some waves in Southeast Asia. Whereabouts? So I spent three, almost three months in Indonesia, two months in Sri Lanka, and then. Um, like two weeks in Thailand and it was one of those like I just booked a one-way flight had no plans I had a few like things like in the pipeline but zero expectations and just basically wanted to just surf so and how long did you think you were going to be in Southeast Asia more or less than uh, six months I was well I had a job a job lined up in Amsterdam for six months time. okay so, so otherwise I would have stayed there until I would have never met. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be here. But no, it was it was one of those trips I could have just kept traveling like endlessly. Like I I spent half of what I budgeted. It was so much cheaper than I thought it would be. I also like did a lot of bartering whilst traveling. So like, like I would again yeah, go go would, deeper like, into that. Trade. Um, I played the ukulele, and I would trade ukulele music for like hotel accommodation. Like you food. would play in their lobby. Yeah, I'd like pay, play at the hotel bar and then they would give me food and drink or like they put me up for a night. Um, That's incredible. Yeah, I did it at like a few hostels. So like they would be like live music night with Holly and then they'd give me a dorm bed for the night. Or like I'm a web designer as well. So I found like a cafe in Sri Lanka and said to them, like, if you give me lunch every day, I will build you a website. And yeah, so it meant that like That's I could save a lot of money and also meet so many people. And then I traded like a website for yoga teacher training. And then with the yoga teacher training, I was able to get a job at like a teaching yoga. yoga. That's <laughs> so, genius. So yeah, really you taught learned... me you can if you network enough, you can travel for a long time for really cheap. Yeah, that's that's incredible. What was like some of the best nights you've had in 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 like uh? Southeast Asia, or like, what are the best memories you made? Um, uh, any I, particular things? I think some. Oh, it's so hard. There's so many. Um, I definitely think we. Well, the cafe that I was helping out, they were off a side street and didn't really have um many. I guess they didn't have a lot of marketing, or not many people knew about them, and so we decided to throw a Christmas party, 
and I was like, I'll organize all the music, you guys organize the food. And so before that party, they'd had maybe 20 people in the cafe per day. Like that's how many people mm. were in. That one night, they had over 100 people and they raised $750 for charity and they raised heaps of money for the cafe. Wow. And it was sat the whole island or like everyone in the south of Sri Lanka came together to this one bar. So that was an actually incredible night because it was, I helped make Yeah, it you had a great night out of it party-wise. Yeah. You did good for the cafe. You did good for the people. I was really sad to leave Sri Lanka as well because I felt like I'd made like a real family there. Was that um, was that the uh, the country that stole your heart out of the trip? Yeah, or? definitely. I think so. By a long shot, or or all of them were. Yeah, probably because I just had zero. I went there for a month originally, and then I left. But then I went back. Like I just, and I will go back again and again. Like, yeah, yeah. But then also I've had like amazing like adventures on like a scooter, like cycling up a volcano, or I mean not cycling like motor. Oh, ATVing or something. Yeah, which I think. Just the freedom of being able to ride your like motorbike wherever you want was pretty amazing. I love I love that concept in Southeast Asia too, and it's so interesting to me like how much you can learn about yourself or about your business skills in a country like that because in not so developed of a country, you know, being able to barter and, and being able to kind yeah. of fend for your yourself, it, it just is it is phenomenal. So like. What about traveling alone or what about like being able to, I don't want to use the word scheme because maybe that's the wrong word, but being able to like, you know, fend for your own self with a limited budget and a long period of time that you want to stay. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to go on the amazing race if anyone out there wants to <laughs> set me up. Um, Cause I think always, she's always trying to convince people to do stuff with her. Don't, don't be fooled. Yeah. You want to join my team? <laughs> I actually applied for the amazing race in Australia. Like, can we? Can you explain what the amazing race oh, is? Oh, so it's basically you're in pairs and it's a challenge to like travel around the world and you you have clues about like you have to now get yourself to Hong Kong and you have no money or you have like a limited amount of money and there's like challenges in every country and and you need to figure out how to do yeah, do this thing have, with limited resources. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're. Well, I think you have a great selling point, honestly, for the amazing race. I mean, you have yeah. great uh, examples on how you were able to to travel. We're just waiting well. for the world to open. Truly, oh my God, yeah. already. And I think I have to be American because I think it's American, or at least not uh, American. We, we need to practice. Ah, yeah. There we go. One of the two teammates. That's yeah. how you're trying to ease me into the amazing <laughs> race. I don't know, Holly. I don't. I don't know if I got what it takes to just kind of. Pick up, travel the world, ride the waves, oh, theoretically, practically. But yeah, I've like traveled. Most of the traveling I do is alone. Yeah. Um, my friends are were a bit annoyed at me last year and like, start traveling with us. Um, what is it that you like about traveling alone? I love the total sense of freedom that you can just do whatever you want, whenever yeah. you want. Um, you also meet so many people when you travel alone. Like when you travel in a group of friends or even like with a, like a partner, it is really hard to branch out and meet new people but when you're alone you have no other choice mm. um, so you can have like really cool adventures and just meet like make the most amazing friends that you would never think of yeah and if you want to have a lazy day one day or do something yeah. different hang out on the beach when there's a hike planned you could do it you have that freedom yeah it allows you to be like quite spontaneous i think when you travel alone yeah um and, and everyone is more open to you. Have you stayed in contact with any people that you've met in trips? You have, yeah, loads of people. Amazing. I've, um, I'm actually going to Spain uh, on Friday with a guy that I met in like 
one of my last trips. Oh, so that's great. Going Where are you guys going? Together, um, like south, north of Spain. Oh, okay. Um, but he was like, I'm going to surf camp. Do you want to come? I was like, yeah, sure. And yeah, I've like visited like loads of people around the world like that I've met up with. That's amazing. Yeah, I think some of the best friends are maybe some of the spontaneous friends, you know, and like, yeah, especially if other people are traveling alone, like I've gotten recommended to uh, go to just backpacking hostels and like, I'm going to use the, I'm going to use the line that I know, I know. A, it's, it's more frugal, B, it's more fun, C, like, better people. I'm going to use the line that might be like the, maybe the, like the cardinal sin of our podcast, but it's like, I don't know if I have what it takes. Oh, no. What do you mean? To travel alone? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I have that independence just yet. Like, I could probably do it and I'd probably be rewarded, yeah. but... The best way know. to do it or to start doing it is to book into, say, like an organized thing. So go on a surf camp, right? So you're not just rocking up somewhere that you have no idea. Like, you're going there, everything's sorted out for you, but you are alone. And yeah. so then that allows you to just take that first step of traveling somewhere alone and then you realize the possibilities and from there you can be like okay maybe i will try now rocking up somewhere else or like if you go on like a big trip if you're planning a big one you can always start it with something organized mm. like start it knowing like, so it's a it's a group trip like you won't be alone most of the time but no, you're never going be, yeah well that's the thing as a solo traveler you're never alone unless you want to be yeah okay but yeah. that's if you're going to organize like if i just hopped on a flight and said okay i'm going to Montenegro right now and I land like I'm gonna be alone like unless I creepily go up to people and but I'm you like, can go hey to, but you just go friend. you find like best hostels for solo travelers yeah, you turn yeah. up and they'll be hey we're going on a group like hike do you want to come and you say okay and you just have to say yes to everything you have That's to something I need to try you have to be a yes man for sure you have to be a yes man or a, yeah, or a yes woman yes woman or and like you kind of do have to do your research so you do have to know like you don't go you're traveling alone never stay in a hotel you know unless you want to just chill out by yourself. Yeah. But, I, I, I but then you also don't stay at any hostel. You look at what is the best hostel for like, the vibe I'm looking for. Is there anything that you wish you could have done that you didn't do in your in your travel? Because I know you you have plans to do it again. And I think it would be interesting to talk to the podcast people about or the podcast listeners. Mm. Okay. I think my mom and my dog and like <laughs> maybe one of my friends if, if you guys care about <laughs> me or, or care about like my, my aspirations <laughs> at all. And your dog if you want to. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, tell me a little bit about maybe like what you want to do in the future as far as traveling, how you're gonna get there, and then maybe things that you want to accomplish that you didn't accomplish in your yeah. first travels. So when I did my first travel, I had an end date, like, or my big six month trip. I had an end date, like, I had a job I had to come back for, and I wish I hadn't have had that. Like, I'm super grateful for my job, but I wish I could have just kept going. And I also had a few things booked, like I initially went to Bali. But I knew that in a month and a half or two months, I had to be in Sri Lanka for this surf camp. I wish I hadn't have planned that because I wasn't ready to leave when I did. And I mean, everything happens for a reason. Everything was great, but I felt like I would have rather just go with the flow more. And so that's when I do my next trip, which basically I'm now saving to be able to pay myself a salary so that I can travel with confidence. Because uh, a lot of people say like, how do you, I can't just like, pack up and go traveling like I need a job and if you save for it you can yeah you just have to so and, and are you paying yourself like a minimum wage salary yeah yeah so, well, we'll <laughs> what see. kind of salary like a CEO we'll salary I, I don't know. Yeah. like yeah we'll see like how 
Not a CEO of startup. Well, it depends. CEO of a startup. Small startup. Failing mm. startup. Um, no, basically, I have like a non-negotiable um, amount of money that every month, I like it's a percentage of my salary, and it goes into an account that's called quit your job. <laughs> <laughs> quit your job, travel, fuck off. And, Pretty much. And like, and I repeat. will stay in my job until I have a comfortable amount of money so that, but then it's enough that I really only am trying to budget to spend half of it. Because you never want to get back from traveling and then have no money. Yeah, of course. But you so. want to be able to go on that. But if you and... have half of it and you're done with traveling, you don't want it to end. Then you're like, well, yeah, I still can... have some cash. But have you thought about maybe like picking up jobs while you're there? Yeah. Like so surf, yeah. what I plan to do is I'm going to do like a year traveling of like South Central America. Um, there you go. And Europe as well. But like I'm going to lock in a few surf camp jobs. So either work as bar staff, yoga teacher, musician, like anything, just basically reach out to a bunch of surf camps around mm-hmm. the world and see if I can lock in those trips but then leave like two or three months between each job. So then you can, like based on who you meet, like from what inspires you, you can go from there. Um, that's kind of my plan. But, but to not have too many things locked in place. Amazing. I can't wait to, uh, to yeah, see all that happening. If the taco place wants to sponsor my trip, <laughs> I would love I think, that. I think, I think the, the answer that we're not coming to, but is realistically the answer, is that we need to make money to travel through sponsorship. Yeah. So vegan taco place, or vegan chicken place, taco place by the beach. We're not, not looking for just free tacos, looking like for free tacos and a little bit of cat. Just the side guys. And, I, and you could wire it directly to Holly at quit your job, fuck off, go travel. So Holly, thank you for coming to wrap it up. I have a, a good question. As, as a as a go getter woman, somebody who likes to travel, do new things, get out of their comfort zone. What's something you would say to somebody who's on the fence about doing something new, trying something different, or and it could be something as little as you know, like getting a new hobby, or something as big as uprooting your life and saying, you know, f it, I'm gonna go travel, I'm gonna go work elsewhere. I guess if it's to do a new hobby, I would just say just fucking do it. Like just give it a go. Like worst case, you buy a skateboard and you don't like it and then you sell it on eBay. Like just give it a go. It's not – and wear protection. That's <laughs> <laughs> wear protection. You know Always wear protection. Um, so I guess that – and for quitting your job, I would just say like you don't have to just like – I mean – for going moving to another country, like I put a plan in place. Like I yeah. had, I was like, this year I'm gonna set myself up to do it. So I, I do like to, I guess, have plan A, plan B because I don't want to end up like on my ass, like not having anywhere to go. So I think if you're worried about it, just put the steps in place to like help you get there, and also that if it fails you're okay with the backup plan. Yeah. I think if, I think if you're always okay and if you're always satisfied with your plan B, it will, everything will work out. And, and have like a failed plan. Like if plan. you want to go traveling for say six months and you're worried about money, make another account that has, you know, an amount of money that you're not going to touch and maybe you don't even have access to it. Maybe you give your parents access to it and you say like, when I'm out of money, give me access to this and I'll fly home. Like you, but like, it's enough money to get a plane ticket home, so then you're not stranded, like, and that you always know in the back of your head, like, I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think. And there's so many backup options, whether it's you know, go back to school or you know, work. Like, there's so many things that you can do, and, and to think that 
you know, no matter how old you are, where you are in your life, that you can't take risks. Yeah. It's never it's, too late to trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holly, awesome. this has been amazing. I'm Thanks so happy me. that you joined. What a first episode. What a first guest. I, I really appreciate it. Everyone's cheering at home. We crushed it. Did we not crush yeah, it? We I think crushed. we crushed it. Thank you for listening to the Expat Podcast. This is your host, Brenner London. If you liked what you were listening to, please follow us on Instagram at expat underscore podcast. I look forward to seeing you guys next week.